0: Hi, drama listeners, before we jump into our episode with Ashley Loren, which I know many of you have been asking for for a long time, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about how you can support the podcast. Many of you have asked over the years what you can do to help us continue to keep going and keep bringing you new episodes every Wednesday, and that's through our Patreon, which we call Drama Plus. It's $5 a month, and you get at least two new bonus episodes every month. As well as close friends content on Instagram and other little, you know, messages and insider tea as we go along day to day in this dramatic world. Thank you to everyone who continues to support us. And if you have a couple extra coins laying around and you want to put it towards the podcast, it would mean the world to Connor and I. All right. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, the sparkling diamond. Press play. Curtain of an hour in. It's time to taste in the shade and tea to spill. Ooh, drama! Oh, that's a tweet. Did they book? Who got an on the option? No, oh, I'm not. Well, what, what star will we, we talk, talk to today? Oh, that's a gag, honey. Say no more. Drama. 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 Welcome to Drama, a podcast that covers theater, pop culture, love, and life. I'm Connor McDowell and I am Dylan McDowell it's a fine Friday Connor how are you doing today I'm great I went to physical therapy this morning which Mm. might be my dose of drama later but I'm feeling good the sun is shining it's like kind of chilly in New York but also feels nice out and also I saw Wicked last night oh how fun I forgot that you were doing that I know it's so random I mean I I guess our guest doesn't know this about me, but I work on the advertising team for the show and I literally talk about Wicked all day. I think about Wicked all day, but I have not gone to see it in over a year and I wanted to go. I wanted to take some friends. So yeah. gosh, it it is so good. You know, I think for those some of these long-running shows, you forget how good they are because totally. they're just like in they're in the zeitgeist, they're in the ether. You've seen them maybe 20 years ago, but I went with I brought Noah who had never seen it before never seen it before and it's almost 20 years since yeah. it has been out he didn't know the plot he'd only heard defying gravity popular and for good and to hear him giggle along to like jokes that i've heard so many times or he did guess, okay, spoiler alert to all of our listeners who have never seen Wicked, but he did guess at the end that Alphaba wasn't actually, she didn't melt, like that she popped oh, out okay, of yeah, the yeah, yeah. trapdoor, but the audience was wild as hell. They were reacting as if it were an episode of Jerry Springer or Maury and some of the moments like when Fierro leaves to go with Alphaba, or oh, yeah, like spicy. It, was, it was so fun to see like this show that's been out for so long and audiences experiencing it like a new show for the first time. Who among us left has yet to see it? You know, it's, it's Noah. very interesting. Yeah. Well, I guess Noah is one but of It us. was so cute. It was so good. How was your night? Also like, a like an episode of Jerry Springer or Maury. I <laughs> was at a local drag show at district West. It was incredible. Virginia West, mother of Nina West from drag race puts on the best drag shows in the world. It was all rock and roll music. It was absolutely incredible. I went with Scotty and Kitty and Hunter. It was, a, it was an anniversary gift from Hunter because he knows that drag rocks my world. And it was truly the best night imaginable. And yeah, it was so much fun. It looked fun. The videos were crazy. Yeah, they did a full like Wednesday moment you know like there's the dance from wednesday okay so i'm with... not in wednesday culture but i did hear that in wednesday she has a full alphabet and dancing through life moment where she shows up at the dance and she's dancing weird yes yeah, yes yeah. so that's like kind of where the dancing thing has gone viral okay. with the general ortega moment but so they had that and they also had megan you know like the doll like the killer doll, oh, yeah thing, and they had they all dressed up and they were doing like the the TikTok dance thing that she does it was so good did they do scary. it to titanium No, it was to rock music. It was some sort of a killer something song, Um, but it was amazing. That is so fun. Oh my God. All good art, all good things. I know, we're so lucky. We did just two weeks ago, revisit the Al Hirschfeld to go see Moulin Rouge, which was also a gag. And it's funny, because when I was watching it, I was like, okay, this has been out for longer than I thought. Like, I think we saw it in 2018 in Boston, is that right? Mm -hmm. We took the track, we did. But also audiences reacting to it like, A brand new show you know for a show that's been like out for five years or whatever and the star is a diamond she's a gag and you had told me that vocals were down yes because i went last may right before like the day before they got shut down for covid remember when that was like happening on broadway but thank god it's not anymore but vocals down boots, some might even say. (laughs) I was gagged. We had to see Aaron Tevait return after our, you know, after finally meeting him in that glorious moment earlier this year, slash end of last year. But what I wasn't expecting was to see Satine in a new way. I know. And you know what? We have to bring our guest onto the show with this lovely introduction so our listeners can meet her as well. As I said, our guest today is the sparkling diamond of Broadway, currently in her sad final weeks as satine in moulin rouge the musical she has been a part of the production for years originally standing by for the role her stunning vocals and performance prowess previously came to broadway in jekyll and hyde as ursula and kathleen marshall's sweet charity dracula the musical boz star love bye bye birdie and more she's appeared on television in this is us saturday night live and season eight of american idol on tour, the star has sung with my fave, Carly Rae Jepsen, and also Melissa Etheridge, You Too, Iggy Azalea, and so many more artists. This mega talent has appeared on nearly every late night and daytime talk show, performed in concerts around the world, and is truly a gag. You can find her original music available everywhere online. Please welcome to drama, Ashley Loren! Loren!
1: Hello. <laughs>
0: We're so happy to have you, Ashley. Yeah.
1: Thank you, I'm so happy to be here. That intro made me nervous, too. (laughs) (laughs) That is so funny.
0: There is something that Dylan didn't put in the intro, which is fine, but the first time I sort of interacted with your talent, Ashley, was at a (laughs) 54 Sings Demi Lovato (laughs) show. And Mm -hmm. I need you to know that you blew the roof off with one of my favorite Demi, I'd call it a deep cut, songs in case. Do you remember this performance?
1: song yes mm-hmm. yes oh great song
0: i listened to I it all the time that night, still it was i think it was like february 2018 maybe 19 it was like right after your this is us moment had happened because ben yeah. introduced you as like having just been on this is right. us and we were like oh my god right. it's her <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah that's right i guess maybe 18 or 19 i'm not sure i guess maybe it no. was oh i don't remember if i was already doing moulin rouge or not
0: I don't think so. I don't think. I think oh. it was g- going to be happening. Were were you with it in Boston?
1: I was not. I okay. I, okay.
0: Yeah. Well, oh. Oh my God. We'll get into all of that. But yeah. <laughs> we were absolutely blown away by your voice. I mean, it was just like one of those moments of. I was working at the venue at the time, and so I was in the marketing team. So I was at so many shows over the years, and and then I got to go with him because Dylan would drag me along. Yeah. <laughs> and sure. I, it was like one of those moments where I was like where has this voice been? Like, it was just such an incredible thing. And I, it made sense to me when I, when Ben also explained that you did some recording stuff and that you were, cause you know, as they like to say in the X factor, you have a recording voice. Oh,
1: Absolutely. <laughs> thank <laughs> you. That is, that is my passion as well. So yeah. thank oh,
0: you. I love that. Um, we kind of like to just check in with our guests before we really dive into the full conversation, but we're just kind of curious. Are you well, Ashley?
1: I am well, I am sort of in denial that that i'm in my final weeks but really looking forward to savoring every moment that i can um and to sort of open myself up to to what's next but i'm i'm feeling such gratitude and a little bit of like oh no don't don't cry yet Mm -hmm. (laughs) but i'm good yeah i'm good thank you for asking you guys are well
0: Oh, so well. We're yes, well. Thank you. Yeah, I'm. I'm good. It doesn't it seem like nice in New York right now? Like at least today.
1: Yeah, it's weird. I'm looking. Well, look, the weather has really been, you know, showing us all of all of its colors the past <laughs> few weeks. But I'm looking out the window today, and I'm like, okay, it feels like it's kind of chilly, but it, the sun is shining. So, like, we're grateful for that. But I mean, was, I think I, I mean I used my air conditioner what feels like a few weeks ago, and then it snowed the other day. You know. <laughs> crazy my teacher said, okay guys get get your stuff together because yes <laughs> it's crazy out here
0: yeah but thanks for asking we're doing well we're so happy to have you with us because we obviously love moulin Rouge. i mean i think this was my fourth time connor's fifth time going
2: mm-hmm. I say.
0: yes and it's it's just so much fun and you are seriously incredible you know you mentioned you got nervous when we were reading the bio at the beginning do you get nervous for your entrance in the show
1: i used to be afraid of heights when i first started this show that was a huge thing for me to uh, get over but it's also maybe not as a fear of heights but i mean we are sort of sitting there hanging for a while and you can look down so it's 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 like that that feeling of the falling feeling but when do you go up about halfway through the song prior and then uh-huh. there's like a whole process to make sure we're secure and it's double checked triple checked you know make sure that there's nothing on the hatch that's gonna fall down any uh-huh. diamond sparkles things that come off my costume yeah. so that takes you know a good like three four minutes and then when, once the hatch is open i think i'm there for maybe two minutes
0: oh wow oh my gosh i could i would imagine some butterflies you know
1: yeah i mean also it's excitement i mean what a magical way to enter a space you know what a a wonderful way to start a show it's pretty pretty epic the costumes double corseted but (laughs) but you know this is so beautiful what a privilege it is to do that and just to be able to sort of descend from the ceiling as an entrance that i don't know it can't really be beat
0: no, I agree. It's it's really <laughs> magical. Okay, so you mentioned that you weren't in the show in Boston, mm-hmm. but did, so did they decide to create a standby track when it came to Broadway? Was that yes. the situation? So that,
1: okay. was, that was the breakdown that went out. I'm not quite sure what their coverage situation was like in Boston. It was such a short run. Um, yeah. So they were looking for a standby for Broadway, and I was living in L.A. at the time. I have always loved Moulin Rouge. I have always loved the story. I've, I'm a huge fan of anything that Baz does, And so when the breakdown went out, I was when I had first heard about the show, I was doing a version of Moulin Rouge. It was it was called Baz Starcrossed Love. It was in Vegas. It was um, developed by this company called For the Record in L.A. I was playing Satine in this epic, grand 90 minute love story that basically told, you know, Romeo and Juliet, Great Gatsby and Moulin Rouge in this narrated by Christian Epic singing the songs from the movies, which are of, of course the most incredible sound Yeah,
0: that's a fun idea. Um,
1: yeah, no, I mean it's amazing, and it was it was so fun, and it was like I wasn't seeking out that kind of a job, but I had gone to Vegas with some friends, and I saw it, and I was like, "This is so cool! Like I want to do that." <laughs> and so when when that came up for auditions, I auditioned for that, and I booked it. But I had heard Mulan Rouge is coming to Broadway, and I was like, "Oh." my gosh, I will be coming back to Broadway if yes. this is it, like this is the one. Because I had done theater. I mean, I grew up loving theater, doing theater as a kid all through my teenage formative years. And then I sort of, you know, went the pop route and I was writing and traveling with artists and living in L.A. But when when this breakdown went out, I was like, mm, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. So I, I was I flew back and forth from L.A. to New York several times for the audition process and was so grateful when I booked it and it moved me back to the city in 2019.
0: Oh my gosh. Thank goodness that the dream came true then. I mean, that's, (laughs) it was in your blood, obviously, you know, were there any of the same songs in the shows? Obviously, Come What May was probably- It was
1: not. So that was the interesting thing. I think whatever it was, they they were in process at similar times. So we didn't have Elephant Love Medley or Come What May. Okay. And, and, but we did have one day. I'll fly away.
0: You know, and fans are still divided online. I've seen this that they wish that that was in the Broadway show versus yeah. Firework.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, even verse versus, sure, but like, I do love that song as well.
0: It's so good. Yeah, well. <laughs> Firework is the one that I every single time I've seen the show, the audience starts to giggle as soon as you start singing it, <laughs> but then they are in. <laughs> they are. Does that happen every single night?
1: No, it doesn't. It actually. doesn't. It definitely, I feel like it used to happen more. You know, obviously, we don't sing the plastic bag line, which is fantastic. Thankfully. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it what is- was she thinking
0: with that lyric?
1: I I love I mean have you ever just walked on the street in New York listening to your music and you're like in your feelings and you see that plastic bag floating and you're like that's what I feel like today you know
0: know know what what now that you mention it's relatable (laughs) actually one of the more relatable lyrics we have in pop so yeah
1: (laughs) I mean but it's like oh my gosh that's a silly lyric until you're in your feels and you're walking and you see that bag and you're like God, it's me
0: wow <laughs> this is me
1: <laughs> this is me yeah but i think you know it's so interesting because i never thought of firework as an emotional song really as a such a storytelling moment i i never really heard it the way that i hear it now when i do it in the show like i i the way that i never would have thought that that would have been the song that would have been chosen for that moment Sure, but it works Mm-hmm. And I've never I've never heard the lyrics that way before, you know? So it's really cool. It's a really cool moment and I think a lot of the audience too, they're like they're like, "Wait, what? This song?" And then by the end of it you're like, "Oh no, that's amazing." You know, like oh, yeah. it really does fit. It really does tell the story. So it's also a really interesting moment because it's the only time that Satine is on stage alone through the whole show really and having her own sort of Yes. Ball- hmm
0: wow oh my gosh i would never even thought about that and then you're like it's on so stage great. for the whole rest of act <laughs> one
1: basically yeah no the whole i mean the whole show i only go back to the dressing room once yeah
0: because you're like changing off stage probably between every yeah. scene you get to wear some fun costumes
1: so many Beautiful. I mean, Kathy Zuber really outdid herself, and our wardrobe team is incredible. And the things that I get to wear are truly out of this world. Yeah. Dreams. They're what dreams are made of. Yeah.
0: That the gown that's like, is it the maybe like the only girl in the world's gown where you get dressed in the number and they they zip you into it? The purple. I love that one.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I really do. I
1: think that dress used to have sleeves, but it, it got too complicated with navigating the choreography of. Putting it on on stage. And I think that I think Kathy Zuber just came up on stage during tech one day and was like, we're going to cut these off. <laughs> like she's that much of a genius, right? She's like, mm-hmm. mm, we'll just do this. And it's perfect.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so great. I love it. So you were obviously then in the room when a lot of what we know Moulin Rouge to be now was happening. When you became standby or as we call it alternate i don't know what you
1: prefer well i was standby at first and then i became alternate so so standby is an offstage company member who covers one role principal role that just is on standby for that. Okay. Track. So but you had
0: to be in the building.
1: Had to be in the building. When I was standby, I had actually gone on mid show a couple of times. Um, so you're just sort of always ready.
0: Oh my God. Like in what I'm curious about in, during what moments and then did they announce it to the, to the audience? Yeah,
1: yeah I, have to, I mean, things like this happen all the time. It's live theater, people get hurt, people, you know, things, things happen. So, you know, it happens often in our ensemble or as people get sick, sure. they're like, oh my gosh, you can't, you know what I mean? Humans we're humans. Um, yeah, so yeah it is, required that they make you know an, a, an announcement i think we held the show for one of for one of them because it was in the middle of act one i actually came on and started singing for firework it was the scene right before firework yeah. um so the audience was like and there's a new sateen and here's firework yeah. and then the second time i believe was at intermission and so they just make an announcement before before the curtain but yeah wow yeah i mean the magic of live theater right i
0: know it is so exciting i remember one time we saw the tour of avenue q do you remember this dylan and yeah. The actress who was playing Christmas Eve, you know, the Anne Harada role, she did like the first song and then I guess they switched out, but she was only in in it for like a second. Like, I don't even know how long it was before the the understudy came out, but then in intermission they announced the role of Christmas Eve will now be played by, and they said the actor's name, but when the actress came out, it was the same person we'd seen all of act one. But so Ashley, to your point, they had to announce it at some point.
1: At some point Mm -hmm. they do, yeah. And I mean, I think that's, you know, as a performer, you always want to go and do your job and do it well. And you always go in with the highest of hopes that like, you're going to nail it that day. Yeah. (laughs) So it's kind of like, you know, we need to have some more grace for ourselves when things like that happen. But I mean, also when things like that happen, it's kind of like the audience is so invested in like the success of it. You know, I mean, I remember Jekyll and Hyde, the original, I saw two Jekyll Hives. I saw, And at intermission, they switched. And I remember act two was Rob Evan. And I remember being a kid and I don't, I don't remember a lot about it, but I remember being like, that was a transformative moment for me. I was like, Oh my Mm. God, how cool. Like, I hope everyone's okay. Like, wow, this is such, such like a human moment, you know? Yeah. That in art is so fun. And, you know, whenever things happen like that, the audience is really super down and it's so beautiful. So I was standby at that mm-hmm. point in time. And then post shutdown, I became alternate, which means technically sort of same job, but you have set days that you go on. Okay, so you, that's nice. Yeah, I know, it's beautiful. It's such an honor.
0: <laughs> that's amazing too, because then you could be like, hey, friends, you know, yeah, you, know you can I know see that. me. That's, that's
1: <laughs> the fun part about it is that, you know, you get to be able to plan in advance and you can, you can have your friends and family come in and see you on certain days. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: What's your favorite moment to do? Like tonight, what are you most looking forward to doing on stage?
1: It changes all the time. I mean, firework is is singular and all the things mm. but I feel like the rapport and the fun that this cast has in this moment in time is so fun that I'm finding all these moments with like, you know, just to connect with other ensemble members on stage and like full company moments. I really, really love doing the pitch song. I'm laughing my ass off the whole time in real life and as a team. Like, <laughs> yeah. so much fun. It's like, you're just, with the gaggle of friends doing like high school theater sometimes it feels like and i'm like what are you doing I'm just having so much fun and telling the story at the same time so i really look forward to those moments and also you know all the the little moments that i have with ensemble members that i we have we we make eyes at each other or we do we do things sort of to connect that are not in the script i really look forward to those every night and finding new ones and developing those connections with the other humans on stage those are those are really the fun things for me
0: Oh, Oh, that's so special! It It sounds like you have a great relationship with the people you work with in the theater.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I try. I mean, I think that's so important. It's really, it's it's hard. (laughs) You know what we do is hard, and art is so many things. It's an escape for us, and it's an escape for the audience. It's healing. It's it's the thing that we do that makes us feel more whole. And, you know, art is vulnerability and authenticity. And it's all of those things. And I feel like, you know, the most important part about it is that it's a team sport. And, you know, I can't, that includes, you know, our backstage crew. I mean, I try and it's super important to me. I'm also like a little bit superstitious. So, (laughs) <laughs> it's very important for me to like connect with all of the the crew that I see before the show starts. Like I'll be like, good show, good show on my way, you know, up and around up to the swing. The show has already sort of started, but I try yeah. and connect with as many people as I can. And I think, you know, we all have our things that go on in our our normal day to day life. And it's it's such an honor to be able to do what we love. And we know it can be taken away so easily. I mean, maybe not so easily, but like it can happen. Totally. And so I think just, you know, it's really about the family of it. And and when you feel safe and you feel seen and you feel, you know, comfortable, I've been in situations, I've been there where I didn't feel safe and I didn't feel comfortable. And it was like, I want to do this so badly, but I, I'm like, I have my my like protective shell around because I don't know, you know, so it's, it's so important to be able to sort of have an environment that you can go to that feels fun as well, you know? So I think it's a big part of you know doing a Broadway show is to to bring the family to it, you know.
0: Totally. And what's it like having the OG leader back, Aaron?
1: <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> I mean, that's we had done maybe maybe close to two hundred shows together in my time okay. in standby or alternate. But when he came back, you know, I, I had no idea that we were going to give that get that opportunity to do it together yeah. again. So I was. When I first heard, I was like, are you kidding me? How full circle, what a blessing this is. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. how cool that I can, you know, after doing the show. And of course my version of Satine has sort of morphed over time as well, because, you know, you want to honor the choices and the things that the person you're covering is doing while sort of also bringing a little bit of yourself to it because every human is different, but to be able to sort of do it with him officially with my full version my full take on this on this woman has been so special and just singing with that man is really so dreamy he's he's amazing and i think you know it's special to be on this journey the journey that i have had as standby to alternate to taking over for the role and to be able to sort of celebrate that in a in a full circle way and take our final bows together like it's really it's really beautiful
0: he echoed similar sentiments about getting to sing the two together <laughs> you both are just so yeah. effortless it seems effortless i know the audience um oh, so, <laughs> yeah so did you know then that you would be wrapping up in april like has, has that sort of been the plan for a while but you just couldn't say anything because of the big announcement that was made or uh, <laughs> <laughs> they, they I, honestly broke the internet
1: i mean no one it, saw it, you can't do a show for forever and it it was time I think you know at least for this chapter obviously look there's many many an actor and a human coming back to breathe life back into their roles in one shape or another so like it doesn't mean that this will be the last time I'm I'm back at Moulin Rouge on this journey but I'm I'm ready and so this was sort of decided oh you know a while ago um Mm. but I was sort of sitting on it (laughs) (laughs) as we do. But yeah, it was decided a few months ago and I'm really, I'm really, I mean, it's it's wild because I was just talking to them about it. Some of the cast members last night, I was like, it's wild because obviously we had our time in the shutdown to sort of like think about ourselves and our lives, right? But I always had Moulin Rouge and that was such a privilege and I'm really looking forward to, you know, life outside of it for a little bit not for any other reason than to just like spend some quality time with my cat and like, you know, (laughs) you know, walk around the city and travel. I really want to travel. I've missed it. I stayed here in, I had COVID and I had lingering post COVID symptoms for a really long time. And I, and I stayed in my, you know, studio apartment in Manhattan with, with this kitten that I had had, I got. A pandemic adoption. He came to me maybe a month or two before, and I was like, "Oh my wow. gosh, I'm an awful parent because I'm not here at all." And this tiny kitten, I was like having to put him in the bathroom while I was in rehearsals and stuff. And <laughs> I was like, "This is awful. Like maybe this was a horrible decision, but I love him so much." And then you know, the shutdown happened, which actually is like what ten days? The three?
0: Yeah, it's come. To oh the my god, so that's crazy. Wait, it was fate that you got the kitty at the time. It was, that. and oh.
1: that's that's the thing that I'm. You know. I think I've learned a lot of lessons. I've been a million different women since I started this move on route process. But I think what's meant for you won't escape you and everything. I, oh God, I think it's so cliche that like everything happens for a reason. I'm not sure that I love that phrasing of it, but I do think that you realize things happen, you know, in the way in which they happen because something was necessary for you along the way, or like, you just don't know what's coming, but like, there's a higher power that is, and thank God I had him because I didn't go home to you know any family or anything like that i stayed here and i would have been talking to my toaster it was dark you know what (laughs) i mean it was dark in the city it was beautiful but eerie and very you know very strange and you know i don't think the city or us have, have been through anything like that for many many decades you know
0: for sure what's his name mozart how oh, cute now what do you call him though Mom. like because you know everybody has a name but yeah no, <laughs>
1: or Motsies or, Motsies. Uh, it, yeah, or i know it's, <laughs> he hears you, he
0: hears you now he's like it's like why i know i was talking to my friend and i was like what is your dog's name and they were like oh well it's this name but we call her princess this little baby girl you know you really don't ever <laughs> know.
1: yeah my my previous cat i used her i adopted her and she had many a name but i always just called her mama like hi, Mama
2: that's cute,
1: yeah, but Mozart is oh buddy. My God. Hi, buddy or Moats,
0: yeah, wait, that's so cute. Did you ever watch Real Housewives of New York during seasons five, six, or seven, because there was a housewife named Heather who called everyone Mama.
1: I'm gonna tell you I never really got into that real housewives or anything really Bravo and I know I need to, so I'll do that after I leave home.
0: You might like yeah, it. There you go. That's that's the plan, yeah. right? Yeah. What what do you watch? Do you watch a lot of TV or do you go do you go see movies a lot? Like what's your pop culture like I,
1: I haven't really, but let me tell you, I we were talking about you guys were talking about Wednesday earlier. I binged the shit out of that show. <laughs> I was like, this girl is incredible and stunning and all the things. But I'm gonna tell you, I'm really fascinated by The Last of Us right now for so, good. so many reasons. Obviously it's a it's a pandemic show and it's like, you know, makes us spiral in the craziest of ways. But I'm uh-huh. so fascinated that it was a video game. I know. That they somehow, you know, made these characters and the depth of the characters and the storyline, even the the subsidiary characters and all these things. I'm like, out of a video, this is fascinating. I've it's never so been cool. a gamer, but I'm kind of like, do I need to get this just to see like where it came from? I'm fascinated. Maybe. I know. I'm fascinated.
0: I know. My boyfriend played the game. And so every time there's like a moment, I'll look at him, I'll go, was this in the game? He'll be like,
1: yeah. It <laughs> was? See, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. Like how much was in the game and how much did they like shell out for TV sake, for story sake? Is it like a brief moment in the game? And then it's- I
0: think a lot of that. In, you know- did you, are you all caught up? Like, did you watch yes. the the mall yes. one that just happened? Yes. I guess that was not in the game. But at least that's what he said. That okay. was like an ad. That story. makes
1: kind of sense to me because they need to sort of give a backstory.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. That,
1: I mean, I guess it's, it's a, is it just a shoot? Is it like a shooter game?
0: I think so. Like a first person shooter kind of like. My colleague told me that like you that. play yeah. as the Pedro Pascal role and that the, uh, do you like how I watch the show and I have no idea what their names are? And <laughs> Bella Ramsey's character like lurks near you the whole time and like talks to you, so. Okay, <laughs> oh, that okay. makes sense. Oh, yeah, Ellie, I know her name is Ellie. Okay. Oh, Ellie, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, Wait, really quick, Ashley, I just realized yeah. we never asked you another question we ask all of our guests, right. which is mm-hmm. kind of the moment that got you into performing performance. I know that you have a varied career that involves also music mm-hmm. and theater and, I'm curious about where it all began for you. We call it the Ring of Keys moment. Do you feel like you had an experience or moment that was like a light switch where you realized, oh my God, I love this.
1: I think I have a couple moments. There's like a broad sort of like my reason, I think, for mm. why I started, when I started. And then there are there were specific moments when I was like, oh, this confirms everything. But, you know, I was a sick kid. Um, I have Lyme disease. I I was very ill as a child. Um, and I think, you know, in a way to touch back on art as therapy and art as healing, you know, as a kid, not really sort of understanding what's going on with like your body or your mind or your emotions and feeling all of the emotions, like, you know, feeling every emotion that you possibly could as a child who's like, what's going on? I think there was so much, the healing for me was in like, pretending to be someone else that I wasn't for a little while in in my child brain, right? Like that was my escape. And that was where I could feel safe because I just didn't really understand what was going on with myself. So I didn't feel like I was a safe place for myself. So I think you know, I started in community theater. I was always, I always loved to sing, but I was a super shy kid. Like, you know, I wouldn't even sing for my, for my parents, unless there was a closed door between us. Like, you can't see me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's so funny. Oh my God. Yeah,
1: But you know, I, I started, I think I played Ariel in a little mermaid and I was like six, but I started doing theater. And I think that, that internally, that was the reason that art became such a form of therapy for me. And sort of as the years went on, I started writing poetry, all of those sort of just writing in a journal and that stuff sort of became like songs in a way, you know? So I think, you know, that's my, my broad reason is like therapy and, and, and healing for myself as a, as a kid. But I remember, um, two moments one to bring it back to Jekyll and Hyde which is crazy because another full circle that was my Broadway debut and the revival but when I saw my first Broadway show was Cats very interactive we love it grew up with Cats obviously I love Cats yeah Um, there we go that was my first Broadway show and I was like oh this is really cool but when I saw Linda Etter in Jekyll and Hyde I remember turning to my mother and saying like Whoa! Like I want to sing like that on Broadway. Like I want to sing those songs. And holy shit, she's so good. I was maybe like twelve, thirteen at the time. That was transformative for me. So it was really magical to have the the another full circle moment where you know to come back to Broadway and and hear those songs every night sung by you know Deborah Cox, which oh just, that's right, mean. we love her. We love her so much.
0: I love someone like you. Is that the, that that's the one song? Yeah, that that someone like is? you and a new life. Oh. Both
1: of them are just so good. I mean, I'm a I love everything Frank Wildhorn writes. The just again, I'm just like a dark. I love everything dark and moody. So we're <laughs> here for it. <laughs> we we love a power belt, um, and he's really great at that. Yeah, but he oh, yeah. you know and the other you know honestly, Shania Twain really got me. In yes. Being Like I want to sing. She was kind of like my my gateway drug to like pop music and wanting to do pop and write pop. And it's so crazy because I started, I mean, country again, because they just tell such incredible stories and incredible singers, country music listening to it. But Shania Twain, when she blew up. I was in middle school, and if you talk to any single person that knew me in middle school, they'd be like, oh, yeah, 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 Ashley and Shania Twain had a very intimate relationship. I was was (laughs) at every talent show. I was singing something Shania. I was wearing cowboy boots and cowboy, like I was full, I was in it. And because of her, you know, I started singing more pop music. And so I'm really grateful for her too, because she's the reason why I sort of, you know, love music as well.
0: What is like your top Shania song?
1: Oh my God, it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> um, I love from this moment on.
0: I knew you were going to say. I was that. going to say. I need to hear you sing it.
1: Okay, we'll do. I'll do it in the concert.
0: Yeah, there we go. There we go. Okay, you would we'll do sing like, it. Would you, want you want do? Okay. Would yeah, do? Okay. <laughs> would you do the solo version or would you have a duet partner? For oh, that? I could do
1: both. Ooh, that's a great idea. Yeah,
0: we got, we got to start thinking. We, here. We'll okay.
1: think about it. Yeah, we'll sidebar. We'll sidebar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, but all of it. I mean, honestly, it was not so long ago we just listened down in the dressing room to all of her all of her stuff and i'm just like this is this is it
0: yeah did you have all three was it three versions of the up album remember there was like a yeah they were colored
1: there was like green yeah they were colored right they were different yeah yeah uh yeah i definitely did
0: before taylor's version of her albums there was shania's green album green version (laughs) the red version (laughs) that's so cool i love it also sort of sort of uh, cosmically, did she also have Lyme disease?
1: I know. Isn't that fascinating? She does have Lyme disease. Okay. And so yeah. that was the reason why she like stopped for a little bit because it, it affected mm-hmm. her voice. And, you know, I really do want to bring more attention to Lyme disease. And, you know, I've talked about it a little bit because of my recent journey mm-hmm. with it, um, during the process of Moulin Rouge. But, you know, I think, you know, maybe I should start a podcast. I should ask Shania Twain to come and we can talk about it. Hey. <laughs>
0: you could have Shania Twain. You could have Yolanda Hadid Foster. Yes, oh, wait, no, she's I just Yolanda Hadid. Yes, yeah. yes,
1: yes, I mean, mm-hmm. they're Abra Levine. Um, yeah. You know, there's, there's a lot of celebrities who have been been affected by this sort of like disease it's like the great imitator and really difficult to diagnose and treat and yeah but she she does she does
0: that's wild that's so wild well i love that you're bringing attention to it because you're thriving while also have like you know you're living with it Mm -hmm. and i think it was i mean was it a people magazine article or something like that that Like How cool is that that you're getting to bring attention to it and being like, "Hey,
1: yeah, I think it's I'm so starting a
0: Broadway show.
1: I think it's so important. And ob- and honestly, there are days that are really hard. And I think, you know, the messages and the letters and and the love that I have received, and also it, it inspires me so much to read how, you know, other people suffering with any sort of autoimmune disease or disability or anything that feel like, oh, I can still do things. I can still live my dream. I can still do all of this with alongside, like, you know, whatever's going on in my body and just to, to be able to sort of bring myself to my dreams, despite Mm -hmm. feeling like maybe I'm, I'm not good enough or like, I don't know if I'll be ill that day to circle back again to like things happen the way they happen. I think this, round of lime for me, I think happened at a time where I was privileged enough to have a platform to talk about it. Yeah. And it really has become something that I'm like, oh, I do need to talk about this stuff because I think so often in this business, you know, we, we don't want to talk about anything that makes us feel like maybe we're less than in right. any way, shape or form. And especially in a post-pandemic world, I just think it's so important to realize that like, you, you know, I'm still learning to love myself As a whole, like to not love myself in pieces, the pieces that are good, the pieces that are perfect and to love every part of me, even though, you know, it's imperfect or it might not be feeling well today and like to embrace the authenticity of that. And I think that makes you it makes art more special and it makes, you know, any sort of acting into a character more special because you're able to sort of like. Feel the things you need to feel, and allow others the opportunity to feel all of those things as well as feeling and and still loving themselves, despite you know imperfections. And I think we live in a world that that's hard to do sometimes. And I think, yeah, it's really important. And I, I'm I'm really trying to bring more attention to that. And I'm going to focus on that when I when I leave the show a little bit more. I think.
0: You are so eloquent, and I am blown away. Also, you speak <laughs> so lyrically; like you absolutely need to continue to treat us to music. I, I know you're a songwriter as well, right?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yes, yeah. I can, I can feel the lyrical power of of bringing attention to just. You said like loving pieces of yourself. Like, oh my god, yeah, I'm gonna, I can't to wait me. to listen back to this and like take notes on it. and oh, Seriously, yeah. okay. Wait. So yeah, we got to talk about your music and okay. this whole other life that you've lived. Mm-hmm. Connor mentioned in the bio that you've toured with some huge stars, yes. whether it's singing backup or working with them. Yeah. How did that happen in your life?
1: Um, I think it happened because I just always said yes to everything. Mm. And I think I'm learning the power of no a little more now <laughs> in my life. But at that point, time, I was just saying yes, because I was like, let me say yes and see what sticks. I love music. I love theater. I want to combine the both of them. I want to do it all. Like, And I can. So... I had, you know, said yes to a million different things in New York. I was singing everywhere I could. I was also known enough in the sort of like recording world because I was signed for a time and working with all these producers and songwriters on my own stuff over the years. And, you know, so I think it all started with Carly Rae Jepsen. It started because I had done... Some other stuff with the Blood Orange with Dev Hines who was doing the performance with her on SNL. And I had done wow. some stuff with another one of the vocalists that has, was already hired on the gig through Dev. So like it was one of those things where it was like my name was just coming up in different circles and people were like, Oh, I heard that name. Oh, I heard that name. And so it was just like, I've said yes to so many things that I was just in enough circles that like enough people had said my name that it was like, Oh, okay. Well, here's your opportunity. So that's wow. how SNL came about and SNL was the first gig that I did with Carly, epic. And then What SNL, what
0: era was that?
1: It was the Emotion album. So it was, the, I know. Be, one no of the best
0: pop albums pop of all time.
1: Of all time. Talk about songwriting, man. So She's good. so good. Oh, so good. Yeah, we did we did all that with De- with Dev cuz Dev had had done that song with her. We What else did we do? I really oh, really yes. really
0: like you. A bop. Every song on that yeah. album. I mean yeah. Run away with me. A, oh, wait, boy problems. Yeah, boy problems.
1: Look, the whole when album I needed is you.
0: gold.
1: The I whole album is gold. Favorite oh, so color. Still one of my favorite ones.
0: Oh my god. It gets stuck in your head and it's just like
1: No, she's a pop lyrical
0: mm-hmm. melody
1: genius. She's a genius. Yeah. And I was I'm I was on I'm honored to know her and call her a friend and also honored to travel the world with her with that specific <laughs> album. But I'll tell you, she just sold she sold out the Radio City just recently. Were you god, there? I was there. You I was there. I was there. <laughs> And I, I was able to catch some of it. And I was like, this oh, yeah. is everything. And it's everything she deserves. And I'm just so I'm so happy for her. Yeah, she's, she's pure magic. And so that oh. that came about because, you know, my name was sort of thrown around in, in the circles of it all. But from that, you know, I also got other opportunities to to sing background for a bunch of other artists. And because we had done all the TV circuits, I was familiar with how background on TV works. And you know, all of that stuff. So I, I did stuff for some other artists and, and things like that. But that's touring with, with Carly is what moved me back to LA. And I was like, great, I'm going back to LA. I'm going to work on music. I'm going to write. I'm going to, you know, work with my favorite producer, D Mile, who's out there. And we, we wrote a bunch of songs and I'm so looking forward to the stories that I have now and the stories that I want to tell now are so different from the things that I wanted to tell when we wrote most of the stuff that you guys yeah. have heard online, because that was really, even if I released it in recent years, it was, it was written and recorded before Moulin Rouge.
2: Oh, wow. So, yeah.
1: you know, I've been doing a lot of writing and, and I'm so looking forward to sort of telling the story of who I am now and sharing all of that with everyone. So I'm super stoked.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. Do you think you'll move back to the West Coast then for a little bit?
1: Um, I don't know that I'll move full time. I love New York. New York is home. Yeah. Um, I definitely will go out for for a little bit, but I think I'm going to try and do it strategically where I go out for a certain period of time and we ride or, you know, in in that kind of a thing. But hey, New York, New York, it will always be New York and L.A. will always be L.A. I remember that once and it's so true
0: now hopefully when you while you're here in new york you'll get to work with ben rahula again because he oh always makes the best <laughs>
1: <laughs> an icon an yes. icon even yeah.
0: more so now after this whole baftas oh yeah because yes. Yes. i know I he know was on, he was part of the team thing. yeah yeah
1: no i mean i hear him in it
0: of yeah. course <laughs> <laughs> totally right. That's the, See, the exact. Thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. I I will always be grateful for Ben because of the uh, you know all the concert opportunities and things that he he had given me before other people had. So. Oh. Uh,
0: wait, really quick. Who were the judges on American Idol when you were on?
1: Simon, Randy.
0: Was it Kara Diaguardi?
1: Kara Diaguardi.
0: Okay. Interesting. Yeah. That was season eight. I'm trying to remember. Was that the Chris's or Chris Allen and? I don't remember. Wow!
1: Wow.
0: Talk about a moment in time, American Idol.
1: What what a moment in time! And also, it's still going.
0: Which is crazy. And you know what, Ashley? People really watch it.
1: It's still and love it. I I hate to say it, but I haven't watched it in a long time Mm -hmm. because now we have Instagram and TikTok where it'll like show us the performances, right? Yes. But I I haven't intentionally sat down with the the intent to, to watch that. Maybe I mean many, many years
0: oh yeah i know I, do like, you remember it's like uh, katie perry's on it too which is wild the um
1: <laughs> oh, the, yeah. we
0: used to always like talk about the auditions episode like the next day at school i remember like lunchtime remember me like did you watch did you watch last night And would yeah. be like yeah like sanjaya or whatever you know the whole thing like
1: oh my gosh yeah you know what but looking back it's so mean like, it is it's always mean
0: and it was so Ugh. such a waste of time
1: I mean, but i guess it started in the era of like reality shows and drama and like you Mm want to like you want to laugh but we're literally like laughing at someone oh
0: yeah if i were to get into it now which i'm planning on watching the voice this year because niall horn is like one of my favorites and he's a judge Uh, this season
1: oh oh my gosh really yeah him chance
0: the rapper kelly clarkson and um blake shelton who's just always out so i am gonna watch it for the first time i've never watched the voice other than like youtube clips and Uh i really hope there's not like a a bad auditions thing. I feel like they focus more on the talent. Okay. To this point that you guys are both talking about, I was listening to another podcast, which isn't as fun as this one, but no, not a chance. They were saying that American Idol doesn't do the bad auditions anymore. Okay. Oh, it's just, it, it, even if they're not the best singers and they don't get through, it's more like a constructive experience you're watching on TV of people who are like good, but then it's more about the judges giving them advice. and oh, much
1: better.
0: Much better. I mean, yeah, totally. Because totally. I think that era is way over of like making fun on of yeah, people I who mean, have a dream. Like, come on.
1: It's not right.
2: It's not right. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's not. <laughs> we, we should probably move on to Dosa Drama, but Dylan, yeah. was there anything else you wanted to ask about really quick? Too much we'll, we'll, we'll have you on once you release some new music, let's we'll get the album out there. We'll dissect the tracks. We'll have to go through the whole thing, but I do think we should move on to our dose of we drama. We should. Okay. I'll start. There is something that I didn't mention in our Moulin Rouge chat. Oh, I guess for the listeners, I'll just say dose of drama is our titular segment in which we share some drama. We're thinking about consuming, want to share and send out into the world for people yeah. to like, you know, ponder or go watch on TV or go see in real life. But my drama is something I'm feeling inside, which is, Something I realized when I saw Moulin Rouge a couple weeks ago, which is like, yes, Aaron Tveit is super hot, Derek Klena is super hot, but my sort of addiction remains any actor who has played the Duke, <laughs> and <laughs> I, I'm always like Satine, that man over there, though. Like, yeah, he might be toxic, but
1: you know, he could get it. as hell.
0: <laughs> get and it. rich, and rich, and this 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 new one too was mm. whew, I was getting a little. little sweaty over there so yeah and i follow all the dukes online so i just want everyone to go into it (laughs) and think like oh maybe maybe he's the hero of the show i'm just kidding but anyway
1: (laughs) i mean a pivotal a pivotal point of the show like very necessary in the in the tailing of the story and he really moves the whole (laughs) plot forward
0: (laughs) yeah and i think that it's cool that he's younger and sexier in the musical version Mm -hmm. than in the film Mm -hmm. because Satine almost there maybe is a choice that could be made or a temptation yeah, there. And
1: I think that, you know, I, this was a choice that I wasn't privy to, but at least in the way that I have told, like I tell myself for my backstory and stuff, I mean, it makes it more difficult in a certain way, even if it's, you know, because he's not as smarmy and, and overtly horrific Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously there are the moments of violence that come out and abuse and the tales of abuse, which are horrible. Mm -hmm.
0: Oh yeah. I forgot about that. I take back everything I said.
1: But (laughs) that being said, you know, it, it is like, there is a moment where it's like, well, I mean, I guess... (laughs) Yeah, She could could go that way. I mean, he's going to give her everything that she's ever wanted, but also like, you know, not to be dark and crazy, but like abuse and that kind of treatment is something that Satine has known all her life, which is why Christian is so different, you know, and that brings us to like, you know, thinking about in our own lives and in our own journeys, why we pick, you know, toxic people a lot of the time and why we stay in relationships longer than we should, because at least we know what that is. We know what- that looks like so you know it really is you know a, ch- a choice it's definitely a choice and the fact that he's so good looking doesn't hurt right.
0: <laughs> yeah wow yeah i'm gagged by the backstory you know this woman yeah <laughs> Oh I love earlier too, you said I've been many women since the pandemic. I, that that I, was such I a happen. I have oh. been
1: so many different versions of myself. I mean, I have had the highest of highs and the lowest of lows in the last four and a half years. I talk to myself differently. I speak to people differently. I am trying, you know what I mean? Like it's just that's the goal, right? I think, and I think the the pandemic and the shutdown. The hope was that, you know, we would have the time to sort of think about life about ourselves about you know whatever we need to heal within ourselves and things like that and I think you know being able to tell the story of a woman on stage who's going through that own journey her own journey of that you know sort of doing what she needs to do to survive and then getting to a place where she might be able to choose happiness for the first time in her life you know mm. and is that even okay like can she choose that and I've been really grateful to be able to have a job through all of this that yeah. I could be able to do those things at the same time without so much worry about how am I going to pay my rent too?
0: Right. You know? Well, at least you're not talking to the toaster. <laughs> Look,
1: I mean, there were times when I probably was talking to my toaster. Too. I was like, Oh my God. You're oh so wise,
0: God. Ashley. It's, it's, I could literally, you should start a podcast. Honestly. It's I could just, oh,
1: Hey, let's on, talk. Give get, <laughs> all
0: of this wisdom. Um, oh. Speaking of love and choices, I'm going to go with my yeah. dose of drama. I have fallen in love with Love Island, and I know that people have been talking about it for years as a huge commitment. It's like 50 episode seasons. I am so sucked in. I don't know who I was before Love Island, but it is so good, and it's amazing. Either of y'all ever (laughs) watched?
1: I have never watched Love Island, but there's a video game, too, for that, isn't
0: there? Well, I think there is. Like some kind
1: of interactive game. That
0: is so crazy. I'll have to look into it yeah dylan that's amazing i'm glad it's bringing you joy it's bringing you joy (laughs) thank you so polite. that's very polite of you i know i'll love it but like you said 50 episode seasons like oh my god
1: hey sometimes you need is it a show that you i mean i'm assuming you could like put it on and and and, like wash your dishes and stuff yeah that's what i do so that, that's, those kinds of shows are super important. And honestly, totally. those are the kinds of shows that I have, sometimes I have no idea what's going on, but I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I watched that whole season, I think, but couldn't tell you anyone's name. Yes. But it, it was enough that like, I was sort of invested.
0: Mm-hmm. You know? That's so true. You don't even, I don't always know their name. It's, oh, it's I'm so... also the
1: worst with character names. It's, uh, which is odd. Because, like, I should do, I should be better at that. <laughs> yeah. I guess in TV
0: shows, they usually write it. So they're always saying characters' names. So you, as a, a viewer, can pick up on them more often. Because mm-hmm. in real life, you're not always like, Ashley, Ashley, hey, Ashley. You know, it's it's like, you'd be like, hey, do you, you, you know?
1: Yeah. And then we'd never know. We'd right. Never know.
0: Exactly. Um, do you have a dose of drama? I know you, you're you watching The Last of Us, which is big. Watching do you have any, anything you want to plug, promote, rant about, rave about?
1: Rant about, rave about. I mean, I I am going to do a concert. Um, I'm, I'm trying to figure out, I'm very early in the planning stages of it now, but I'm just trying to figure out what I want to sing and what story I want to tell. And then I'll get the right team together and, and do that. But I, sometime in the spring, I'm hoping to do that. So that's a little plug. Also plugging for my music, we'll be plugging on that. Yes. Um, and so all of that is forthcoming and I'm super excited to sort of free up the space in my mind and heart and spirit to to do that and to to fill that part of me, which hasn't really been fulfilled. And, you know, at least that. Yeah,
0: amazing. Well, we'll do our best to be there. Social
1: medias for that. Yeah, but I mean, the last of us I'm watching, I really love dark, dark and crazy shit. But I guess now that I said social media, I have a love-hate relationship with TikTok. It's mostly, mm. my algorithm is mostly like, tarot card readings and cats, but a Selena Gomez thing popped up on my, on my TikTok the other day. Are you guys on TikTok and seeing all this Haley Bieber and- I have he
0: seen Gomez it, yeah. Stuff?
1: And I, went down like a rabbit hole on tiktok that i've never gone down and i hate girl on girl drama i hate I know. the idea of it i hate that social media and the public and whatever media outlets love to put women against each other and i think it's I absolute trash but i got sucked in
0: i know Haley bieber yeah. hailey baldwin bieber is obsessed with selena gomez That's in a creepy I, way well, this
1: is what i'm learning yeah, Definitely.
0: it is. She's just, I think, paranoid because Selena was with Bieber for so long. I know,
1: but like, just you're it. married, but all, but like, what are you trying to get now? Like, I know this is, this is an inner work issue. Like, we need to. This is like self love.
0: And you know what's scary, Ashley? Is don't look to see which of your friends follow Haley or follow her on Instagram <laughs> and like her stuff. You will learn that there are people who unironically do stand Haley Bieber. What does she do? Is she an actor? Is <laughs> she like a content creator? Is she a singer? <laughs> I don't know. No. i don't know, I don't know. No. model maybe model? I, think she's oh. a
1: model I don't know i think she's a model. yeah yeah i mean what what i saw also was like the hundreds of millions of followers that have unfollowed her or kylie jenner somehow is involved
0: there's always it's a just... jenner or a kardashian involved yeah <laughs>
1: props it's for crazy. keeping them in the news all the time oh yeah she um, works hard she works hard and like selena gaining followers but like this is the thing girl on girl hate and drama is never good Mm-mm. and it is you know something that i think was created by you know toxic masculine culture way back when when it was like you know oh, yeah. women are threatening or you know and it's so it's oh, i hate it but i got sucked down that rabbit hole and that was the most drama that i have been sort of mm-hmm. reading or consuming in a really long time
0: <laughs> Listen, I love that you brought it up because it is strangely intoxicating. Yeah. You know, it's it's fascinating and sad because I love Selena, it's I must sad. admit. Yeah,
1: but I mean, it seems like she's, she's High all right.
0: Well, Ashley, thank you for joining us for our drama today. Yeah, it was so fun to meet you and chat with you. You are as sweet as you are talented, which is, Off the charts. In this town, honey. (laughs) (laughs) Drama. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And of course, you mentioned social media where everyone can find updates about your music and this concert and things like that. You're at Ms. Ashley Loren on on Twitter, Twitter. Yes. And just Ashley Lorraine on Instagram. Yes, yes, thank you. And of course, everyone, you're also should be following us. We're at the Drama Podcast. Connor's at Connor McDowell. I'm at Dylan McDowell. Wait, are you also on TikTok? Then, like, do you post, I am like- on
1: TikTok. I'm learning. I'm trying. I feel like I'm very old for this, but I. But I mean, it's sucking me in a little bit. So
0: it's. I know. We'll, we'll I see know.
1: if I can dive more into it at a later date. But yes, I think it's just Ashley Lorraine. See? I okay. don't know
0: how old you are, but you're giving 25. And I'm not just yeah. saying that.
1: <laughs> I'm giving 25, great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you are, you are. You're also giving oh, Lexi God. Gray from Gray's Anatomy. Uh, yes. Do you ever give that?
1: You- oh, you know what? When I lived in LA, my housemates would always have on Gray's Anatomy, and love it and i've seen episodes here and there and i also love it but i've never sat down and committed
0: at, at this it. point girl don't, don't bother now but if you go no. back to the oh first God, like six or seven amazing <laughs> anyway thank you so much for joining yeah. us this is awesome <laughs> yes it was so forward. lovely to meet thank you, you. Have, a,
1: More to come. have an
0: amazing final couple of weeks in moulin rouge
1: mean thank you so much i will
0: yes and connor I will see you next time. Drama.